Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the Two Paths Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Marcy. Super thrilled and excited to have you with me today. We're going to look at a topic that I think a lot of people think about and I think a lot of people talk about, um, but not always address it the right way, maybe. And that is the idea of expectations. We set a lot of expectations for other people. And it's easy to be let down because we expect too much from other people. Sometimes we don't expect enough and the bar is too low. And so I want to spend a little bit of time today just kind of exploring that idea and really kind of breaking it down into two different aspects of expectations of who we should expect from. And then kind of looking at where do our expectations even come from? Where did they start? But before we can tackle any of that, we have to understand what the term expectation even is. And it's defined as an eager anticipation. So when we think of expectation, if you think of it as an eager anticipation, then there's that notion that something is going to be done and you're, you're eagerly waiting for it to be done or come to fruition. And so some of the problem with that is that we set expectations on other people that are unrealistic. We expect too much from other people. You see, in our own minds, we have an idea of how something should be done or when it should be done, what it should look like. And our expectation is that everybody else has that same view. And in reality, we know that's not the case. One person wants a project done ASAP, but what does ASAP really mean? Does it mean right this minute? Well, most likely to the person wanting it done, yes. But to the person they're asking to do the task, it might be ASAP is I'll do it as soon as I'm done with this project I'm currently working on. That's my next priority. So some of it, quite honestly, just comes down to communication. Do we communicate effectively what our expectations are for other people. But before we dig too much further into this, I just want to think about where it is that our expectations come from. I think there are probably five different ways that we draw our expectations in life. The first one would be through experiences. Our experiences in life help drive our expectations. If we grew up in a bad childhood, a bad home life, and then we just kind of expect that things are never going to go the right way. Things are always going to be hard. Uh, we're going to expect that people aren't there to take care of children. They aren't there to take care of us. And so your expectation can be shaped negatively through that experience. But conversely, if you grew up in a home where the whole world was handed to you, then your expectation is everybody should do everything for you all the time because that's how your parents did it and that's how your family did it and that was the environment that you were raised in. So that experience created that expectation that everybody is going to be doing whatever they can to take care of you. Everybody has different experiences and no one experience is wrong, but the challenge always is that we can raise our level of awareness and make our expectation from previous experiences rise up a little bit. 
The second way that I think we develop our expectations is through observations. We observe things that are going on around us. We take note of how our parents treat each other. And so we have this expectation of what it'll be like when we get married or we watch TV. I'm kind of blown away by all these reality shows um, looking for dates and marriages and, and it just, quite honestly, that's all unrealistic. It's all fabricated. None of it is real, but yet millions of people tune in every week to watch these shows to observe how things are done. And then what happens is those of us living in the real world expect our relationships to go like that, how we observe them on TV. Maybe um, you've observed the way coaches or teachers, bosses, coworkers all interact. And through that observation, you've developed your expectation. Should I expect my boss to follow through on what he or she said she was going to do? Should I expect the company to take care of me or not? Should I expect my coworker to get this job done in a reasonable amount of time? Or should I expect that my coworker is going to ask me to come help? I'm a people watcher, so I love, <laughs> I love to observe. Uh, it's fun, you know, not that I go to malls too much anymore, and, and those are almost outdated today anyway, but if I go to a theme park or something, it, it's always uh, fun, I guess, and interesting to me to observe other people's behaviors, how they interact with one another, um, if they're patient or impatient, if they're just have like a real down or Debbie look on their face, or if they've got a smile or they're excited. It's always interesting to observe other people. And so uh, that's just kind of my natural tendency to observe other people. And from that, again, we can develop our expectations in life. The third, which I think is a tricky one, is our education. Depending on what school you go to, what type of teachers you have, what the teacher's agenda is, what the school's agenda is, all of those types of educational influences can impact our expectations. If we go to a school, whether elementary, high school, a college, wherever we go, there's going to typically be a bend um, towards one agenda or another. And I'm not even speaking just politically, just about things in general, whether philosophy, psychology, religion, whatever it is. Most teachers and professors will have an agenda behind it. And so it's easy for us to be influenced because of our educators. And because of what the educators teach us, or perhaps the style in which they teach us, that helps shape our expectations in life. I know some teachers that have the biggest hearts ever. And when a child will put themselves down or get frustrated because of a bad grade, these teachers' only agenda is to build that student up, to help the student see the long-term big picture of life, to encourage that student. 
And by doing that, it changes that student's expectation in life, not just specifically of the teacher, but it changes their expectation in life. Maybe they learn how to overcome failure or frustrations easier because that teacher worked with them and helped them with coping methods. But without a doubt, our education definitely plays into the development of our expectations in life. The fourth one is our assumptions. I kind of alluded to this at the beginning. We make a lot of assumptions in life. We assume that everybody is going to view things the same way that we do. We assume everybody's going to have the same passion and fire in their belly and that sense of urgency to get things done. Or on the other side of it, the same, um, the same feeling as you that I don't need to do it today. It'll be there tomorrow. Um, or the patient, I'm not going to get worked up about this type of situation Whatever it is, a lot of times we assume that everybody else is looking at things through the same colored lenses that we are. And so that affects our expectations of other people. And quite honestly, is a big part of why we feel let down a lot, because we assume too many things. And quite honestly, what goes with that, the too much assumption is the lack of communication. We assume it in our minds, but we don't communicate it exactly what we're thinking and feeling. And so we get let down. Let me give you a perfect example of this. My wife and I learned this early on with our kids. When our oldest was um, giving, we were giving him chores to do around the house. One of them was sweeping and we were watching him and he was just crazy all over the place going fast, like not really sweeping, like kind of going through some motions, but not really sweeping. And we would get frustrated and we're like, what are you doing? Like you don't go that fast. But what we realized is we assumed he would just know how to vacuum the carpets. We didn't take the time to actually communicate and teach him how to do it. We made this assumption he would just know how. I mean, for crying out loud, who doesn't know how to vacuum? You push the button and you start going back and forth with it across the carpets, right? But we make assumptions that people will know how to do things when we've never taught or communicated to them how to do it or what the expectation is of them doing that. And so assumptions most definitely shape our expectations. And then the fifth one that I think um, impacts our expectations, and maybe it's a little bit harder to define because it's something we just kind of have to accept, is our wiring. Some people are just wired a certain way um, to handle their expectations while the person beside them is going to be wired differently. What I always find so fascinating for years, I felt this way is I look at my brothers and myself growing up in the same household with the same parents, but how the four of us have different views and expectations and experiences about our family and about life because of our family. And then I look at my four children growing up in the same house, same set of parents, all with different personalities, different goals, different drives. So they all come from the same place, just as I did with my brothers, but yet all of us are wired differently. And it's a good thing. I don't want you to think, oh man, I'm just wired wrong. You're not, nobody's wired wrong. 
we are wired uniquely and specifically for each individual person. And so it's okay to be wired differently. However, I will say though, what can help with that is becoming aware of how we're wired. It raises our level of awareness so that we can say, okay, I know this is how I'm wired. And because I'm wired like this, I can't assume other people are going to view the same thing as me. I need to make it clear and communicate. This is where I'm at. But at the same time, also accept that the person beside me is not wired the same as me. So I can't expect them to want the same things as me or to do the same things as me because they're wired different. So raising your level of awareness to acknowledge how you're wired and that everybody's wired differently will help when it comes to expectations. So one of the, the challenges and the questions uh, becomes, what do we do with expecting from other people? <clears throat> and here's a little bit of the challenge that we expect too much from other people. And because we expect too much, then we're let down really easy. So where's the challenge in that? I mean, we all admit it. We know exactly what I'm talking about. The challenge is that if we lower our expectations, then we're lowering the bar for those around us. And I don't think that's a good thing either. I quite honestly think that's a problem with our culture and our society today is that in an attempt to make everybody happy and make everybody feel good about themselves, we've lowered the bar. We've lowered the expectations for people rather than raise the bar. And so how do we do that? How do we, how do we keep our expectations of other people low so we don't get hurt, but still raise the bar expecting people to make better decisions, to be more helpful, to do things for the right reasons. <clears throat> and that's a challenge that each one of us have to figure out, I think, on our own and how we're going to relate to other people. But what kind of ties in with that, and some people might not like to hear it, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that we expect too much from other people, but we don't expect enough from God. And I want to be very clear about this. Expectations cannot involve a quid pro quo mentality, meaning I will do this for you if you do this for me. I will do this for you, but you are going to owe me. I think if we shift our mind from that type of expectations and then we start doing things for other people sacrificially, not expecting them to do anything in return, then our, our whole perspective on life will change and we won't feel so let down because we're not expecting anything, which really, it begs the question, why are we doing something for somebody else in the first place? Do we do it so that we get something out of it in the end so that they owe us? Or are we doing it because we know it's the right thing to do and because we feel called and passionate and convicted just to serve other people? And so doing things without an expectation in return is critical. And so how does that tie in with expecting more from God if it's not a quid pro quo? Well, the God of the Bible is all loving because he is just. 
and he is all just because he is all loving. The two have to exist at the same time, 100% equally all the time for it to be true love and true justice. Therefore, we don't give money to the poor, to the church, to missionaries and say, well, God, I did my part. I, I tithed, as that's called. When you give 10% of your money to a ministry or to the poor, we call that a tithe. I gave my tithe, God, so I expect you're going to do something in return for me. That's not how it works. And so it's, it's important that we understand as Christians, as believers, those who follow the God of the Bible, we don't do things with the expectation that, well, I did this, God, you better pull through on your side of the deal here. <clears throat> so where am I going with all of this? Because it probably sounds like I'm not making any sense because I said expect too much from, from people and not enough from God. Here's what I mean with it. God is all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, all-just, all-righteous. He is all of these things at once. But we don't expect that he's always going to hear our prayers. We don't always expect that he's going to get involved in our life because we've messed up too much or this request that I have, this prayer that I have is just, it's a little thing. And there are too many bigger struggles going on in the world. God doesn't want to waste his time on, on me and my little prayer. And so we put God in this box and say, well, for God to do something, it must have to meet this criteria for him to get involved. And that's not the case. God is a big God and a loving God. And he has a plan for every life that's been created. And to really understand that, we have to spend time in the Bible understanding and learning who God is so that we can understand we can expect God to be God. He will be God no matter what. When we mess up and we sin and we fall short, God will still be God. When we do things with a pure heart and clean motives, God will still be God. And so... Having the right expectation means we also have to have the right view of who God is. And that also will help us have the right view of other people when we try to define our expectations of other people. And so again, it's not a, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine type of thing. We have to really get rid of that to have a right expectation of other people. I will serve and I will do this and I will give you that and I will help here and I expect nothing in return, to, but I do this because I want to. I want to help. I don't want anything in return. And it'll be easy to tell the people who struggle with that because they'll hold that grudge forever. Or all of a sudden, three years later, they're going to say, you owe me. You have to do this for me. I helped you out three years ago with this issue. Those are wrong expectations of other people. Now, I do think there is uh, a, an appropriate amount of expectations in certain situations. For example, you go to work. The expectation is if you work your shift, 
you're going to get paid for it. That was the agreement. And so there will definitely be some instances where an appropriate amount of expectations is acceptable. But now let me shift it just a little bit. I've been talking a lot about expectations of other people. But now let's talk about expectations on yourself. I would say that this is probably 10 times harder than adjusting our expectations on other people. Because as human beings, we have a tendency to put a lot of expectations on ourselves, which can be good and it could be bad. It all depends on our mindset and how we handle those expectations. People who don't know how to cope with loss or failure or setback, they're always going to have low expectations of themselves. And they're always going to say, the world's out to get me. I will never fail, figure this out. I will never succeed. And they will use very definitive words like always and never to describe themselves. Conversely, those who don't expect much from themselves, they're not going to try very hard versus those who do raise the expectation level. A lot of times they'll, they'll be able to succeed quicker than others. And why is that? Well, I think in part because when you raise your expectation of yourself, you don't want to let yourself down and so you keep pushing through. And when you expect more from yourself, sometimes it's easier to see that I didn't fail at this. I just figured out this isn't the right way to do it. So I can cross that method off the list and try the next one. When we raise the expectation of ourselves, it's so, so critically important to have a proper mindset. There's some scientific research out there that says 90% of our thoughts are repetitive and 80% of our thoughts are negative. And so if that's true, then we spend a lot of time thinking negatively. And I would be willing to guess, because I know how I am and, the, and the, the struggles I have with it, that the majority of my negative thoughts are about myself. And so we have to get rid of those self-limiting beliefs so that we can have a proper expectation of ourselves. A lot of this comes down to our, our own self-awareness, understanding how we're wired, understanding our, our experiences, our observations, our education, the assumptions, understanding all of that so that we can have a proper perspective of how our mind works so that we can more readily and easily accept it as well as accept how other people, their minds work as well. So... It's important, I think, that we raise the bar and expect more from ourselves. I think it's okay at times to have a higher bar of expectations for other people, but through it all, acknowledge that we are not perfect. We will make mistakes. We will mess up, which means everybody else will too. One thing that I always tell my kids that, I, that I've it's really come into my consciousness 
in the last probably year, year and a half is the importance of not striving for perfection, but strive for excellence. Nobody is perfect, but we can all be excellent in whatever it is that we do. And so when it comes to expectations, it's important we have a proper perspective of what we expect from ourselves, what we expect from others, and what do we expect from God. And if you're not sure about any of it, reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about any of them. Expectations can change, so don't feel like you're stuck. You might have always had low expectations for yourself. You can change that. You might have had low expectation for other people, and you've realized that it hasn't been the best turnout, and so it's okay to raise your expectations. If you're looking for a spouse, you should expect to find a person or you should find a person with the expectations they will take care of you and love you and treat you right. Don't settle for something less. Don't settle in life. It's okay to expect a little bit more. Push yourself. But you've got to figure it out. You have to evaluate your own mind and decide What do you expect from yourself? What do you expect from others? And what do you expect from God? And I would encourage you to write those things down in three different columns and read through them regularly and update them as you need. But as you do all of that, as you you contemplate your expectations, know this, then I want to encourage you to choose the path that will make all the difference for you. Thanks for joining me today.